How to do, do guys? Welcome, What's up? Welcome back to the podcast. Yes. If you're listening, I don't know. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. yeah, I guess we have our second guest. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody special to me, I guess. Second guest. <laughs> Welcome, Brock. How's it going? I have this man's last name. <laughs> I guess he's a special guest. Yeah, yeah. It's just your husband. It's just my husband. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm super excited, but um, I don't know. How's it hanging? How's it hanging? <laughs> As if you guys don't live together. Like a long time no see, huh? Yeah, seen you in the kitchen earlier. Good old break while we hit the gym. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. So today we want to talk about mom guilt versus dad guilt. Yeah. Like, do you feel guilt when you're at work or do you just shut it off? No, I mean, you got your special occasions where like. <laughs> your special feeling. Uh, no, I, uh, like you just say holidays. It's always yeah. holidays for me. Yeah. Like even Thanksgiving where Thanksgiving is like, all we're going to do is eat. And when I worked, mm-hmm. it, it was like always the shutdowns or something. Like mill six is shut down. Mm-hmm. I'd work for a month straight, seven on one off or 14 on two off. So was it continuous for you or was it like different? Cause I know you're feeling like different with your job. Right? It was different. Like, do you feel it more consistently now? Yeah. I felt less consistent now that I'm working part-time, but when in like Brock's situation, it was night shifts for me or holidays. It was always night shifts and holidays. I don't know what it was. Night shifts. I always be crying next to motors. No one heard me. Well, what about for you? Like, I don't have any guilt for like night shifts per se, because I just, I mean, it's my job. Yeah. I can't sit around and think about home when you're in an environment like that. Yeah. Yeah. And on the holidays, I do. Like, I have worked the last, what, five Christmases, and that part does suck. But as for your day to day, you just kind of have to, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, Especially being like sole provider. I think that's like a huge thing. Because you've been in both roles. Yeah. Yeah. So you can like connect like, on both sides. Yeah. Because I get what Brock's saying. I mean, like being like sole provider, you kind of like, you're like, I'm just doing what I can. Like this is, this is what I, my role is. I have to just, I have to just focus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, like, because I had the option of staying home. I think we both are in that position where we can stay home or we can work. Mm-hmm. but it's like the guilt eats me up even worse because it's like I could be at home cleaning mm-hmm. or I'm missing reading. Like when I would get home working with the public, I was so drained. I didn't have enough time to do much. The guilt that I carry working part-time is mostly dealing with, I have a hard time staying at home and I feel the need to, if I work part-time, you know, I get that break from home where I get overstimulated with the kids way too often yeah. that I feel like I'm not giving them the best version of me. Mm-hmm. So when I work part-time, I am able to get that break, but now I'm at the point where I hardly make a profit. You know, I'm starting to have to, like, I'm looking at different ideas for babysitters. I mean, boys and girls clubs, daycare is 1300 a month. That's not including my oldest. Yeah. That's just for your youngest. And I think that's, what's the hardest part is everyone's like, Oh, 1300 bucks. I'm like, gosh, I barely make that a month. Yeah. And then on top of that, my husband in one overtime day makes what I make in two weeks. Yeah. Almost double or triple what I make in in two weeks. And that's just nuts to me. So like when you're working or if I'm working, we both get in this toss up of 
one of us needs to go back to work or one of us stays home because if I don't have that balance at home, yeah. I'm like, fuck these kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, my mental state was the worst when I was uh, just at home alone. I mean, mm-hmm. I highly recommend get a friend, stay at home, find find your people, and you'll be fine. Because even you were like, you were in a lot better place mentally when you were going to the gym with Camille. Yeah, yeah especially. We'll see. And like in Brock's situation, like, do you ever feel guilty, like on days off where you're just like tired as shit? Like, I remember after like a long work week, I just be like, passed out, like, just no energy. And yeah. then on come days off, I'm like, we're just gonna be chilling today. And then and then I feel bad because at the time, he was so much younger, with a lot more energy. They'd be like, Mom, come on, let's go play. And I'd be like, dude, I just don't have it in me. But that'd be like my constant thing every time. Thank God you two have like your roles. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's what I hated about when we were working is that I get off my shifts, I have our youngest with us, and I have to try to keep an eye on her, but I've been awake for like 20 hours. And it's, yeah. not, and it's not easy 20 hours, I mean you're... No, it's like after busting ass. Yes. Dude, it's even like going into the transition of like when I was working night shifts, I loved working night shifts, but it's going into that transition of I wouldn't sleep. Because I, I, it was hard to throw myself into night shifts. I would never oversleep, you know, where like everyone takes a nap before their shift. Mm-hmm. I did that. I'd be more tired during my shift. I just power through it, take an energy drink, just hover through the day. So that way I was tired when I got home. But towards the end of my shift, I'd be like coasting. Oh, yeah. Just straight up coasting through night shifts. And I think that's the hard part. Thinking about my husband going into rotating is like, it's not a hard thought because I know it's going to be easier. He'd have more days off, mm-hmm. but also thinking, damn, how is he going to do this? Knowing how much he helps yeah. in the household and that help might just not be there anymore after he goes to rotating. Yeah. Well, you're basically, no offense. <laughs> you're basically like a single mom when they're working mm-hmm. because you, you're leaving at four in the afternoon, nine, nine in the morning. See, I guess that's the thing with spouses is because- once you decide those roles, like me working part-time is almost really hard to work part-time at this point. It's it's like, it's so nice to have a break, but knowing that the kids are going to be at a toss-up of care mm-hmm. is just a hard thing to toss up anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, and it was hard because I was working full-time, full-time, and there was times that I was staying late and I'd get home, I was tired, dinner wasn't made, the kids' homework's not done. That's what I was, when she was working, the same thing. I told her, like, why deal with the stress of work and then come home and try to deal with the stress at home? And then I'm on my work week, and then I get off, and then I have to try to catch up with what's going on at home because you're not here to help keep it in order. And then it's just like, it's like, I'm really good at just going to work. (laughs) No, I get it. And she's really good at keeping the household together. So we're trying to, like, mix the two, which just makes it super chaotic and then she's stressed for people at work she's stressed for the home it's like you don't even make enough to make it worth it like we live in a in a community where it's like we can have one provider and it's we live just fine it's like if if we live somewhere where we both had to work to make it then that's different but here we make enough that it's like why even you're just killing yourself for no reason me and my husband have talked about the only way to live like luxurious is if I went back to mines. Yeah. At that point we'd be living luxurious, but right now we're talking about like, I need to be a mom again. That's what I can hit on so many times is I miss on so much 
that I'm just still re regrouping and regrasping all the ideas of like I'm still trying to figure out how to be a mom. Yeah, like the shitty thing I constantly a mom think about of two. that. And to a well, girl. Mom of two. And the, yeah, to a girl. Well, and it's hard because I felt like our marriage took a really big hit when I went back to work. I don't know if you felt that. Well, yeah, there's no time for anything. Yeah, like I'd come home and that was one thing that I seen in that post. You're there, but you're not. You're mentally checked out. Yeah, you're just trying to be the best mom that you can be. You're staying that's, afloat. That's what it comes with the kids. It's like when I was working that much, it's like, am I doing enough? And then especially come days off. I'm tired, but am I doing enough? Yeah. And thinking, am I supporting my spouse enough? Like, usually when I work, we're ordering in. And that shit kind of sucks for me. Yeah. And I'm sure Brock can, like, fill on that because you're having to order in more. Yeah. Child care is expensive. You're worrying about ordering in for food. Dude, and the considering, gas. Yeah, gas. I wasted more on gas. And I cruise around now, but I was wasting more on gas because I was running my youngest to because I couldn't find a daycare that would take her to her school. Mm -hmm. So I was running her from the babysitter's to on my lunch break mm -hmm. to her school and that's, that's what i'm saying you killer. had two two uh like a babysitter and a daycare for just one child yes and then your other two had a different day well you know yeah, yeah. a different Boys daycare facility. Club. yeah that's what i'm dealing with with my kids yeah because everyone's just like oh yeah 1300 a month for one that's not bad i'm like dude that's just my youngest that's just and 1300 i don't even make a thousand a month not only that, but I was relying on family, which they did great. They did, but they didn't know my schedule. Mm -hmm. They were picking up other emotions. And so Dude. Well, and that's what she's talked about. Like, oh, I'll just go work at the mines too. And it's like, no, because then either we're going to be on opposite rotations, meaning we are going to be roommates. Exactly. Or she's going to be on the same rotation, meaning the kids have neither of us for half the year. Exactly. Like, the kids already don't have me. They need it at least. And even if you work straight so. days. Brock's only off two weekends a month. Exactly. And me and Cameron have talked about that too. It's like, yeah, we can make over 200000 a year combining both of our incomes. Yeah. And that's that might be like a little bit of a stretch, but about right there. Yeah. High 100s to 200000s. And, but if like Cameron goes rotating, then he's only off for two weeks a month or two weekends a month. And if I'm working straight days... I'm off every weekend. I'm only seeing him two weekends. Two weekends. And off uh, during my, like, off times. With the kids, too. Like, is she staring at you? <laughs> no, she's fighting with the phone. She's oh. like, she, like, smacked her face. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, this could be hell. It's it's fine. It's all fine. But I feel like you can speak on that because you actually babysat for family members who did that. Yeah, yeah my aunt and uncle. That was when I was coming into your life. Yeah, yeah in high school. Yeah. Yeah, in high school. <laughs> in high school. Yeah, I basically had to take care of my four cousins. You're like a little nanny. Four in the morning until nine o'clock at night, and it was it's a lot. <laughs> and and they don't see their parents for basically the entire work work rotation. Oh my god, I couldn't and, even imagine being like a couple and being on two separate rotations. No, that you, would never makes sense. You couldn't to me. be a couple anymore because you would never. There's no time to ever see each other. I just don't know how you function. I've seen people do it, but uh, part of me is like, I'm not judging you. I'm just, how? How, yeah. You know, it's just, how well, do you Well, some do it? people are made for it, and that's completely okay. Like, there's no judgment. That's mm -hmm. what we speak heavily on mm -hmm. as no judgment. But I could not personally do that. So if Cameron went to rotating, I'd, I'd probably quit my job. Yeah. Praises to everybody that does that. Mm -hmm. But there was a time that you needed me. But I, mentally, I could not be there. Like, I was checked out. 
because of work. And I feel like that was rough. Yeah, it's just, it's a lot to try to add it all in. Especially when you work the hours you do. And mining in general is so dangerous. You never know when it could be your spouse. Yeah, you get that call. Mm -hmm. But back to that post. Let's see. Like it says, mom guilt is the worst. Forever worrying that my child will grow up with trauma issues. Like the way I did. Do you worry about stuff like that? Like traumatizing your kids? No, I don't really. (laughs) I don't feel like I do anything that would be traumatizing. I mean, I dealt with stupid things when I was growing up. And I learned from those. But as for my kids, I just try to provide the best I can. See, and I think that because my husband's like that too. He's like, my childhood wasn't that bad. Like, but I know. And now this is what I teach my kids with. Yeah. You know, and like, I think because it's a mother's perspective. Do you know, um, nine times out of 10, it's always give you the mother that visits you in prison after a murder versus your dad. A dad will almost never visit you in prison. Really? Where do you find this stuff? Oh, it was back when I was in school for uh, criminal justice. Oh, I could, I could feel that because I know if one of my kids did something like murder, I wouldn't even want to, I'd pretty much want to write them off. You would write them off, right? (laughs) And yeah. I couldn't. And and if you look at like documentaries, it's always the mother that's speaking on the murderer's behalf. Not usually the dad, unless the dad was coerced in it. It's one of those things that you don't know how you would react until you're in that situation. Yeah. And and I think it's because we feel so deeply, especially like with baby blues. Mm -hmm. You know, the more you're hormonal during your pregnancy after you have the child you tr- you literally transfer those hormones into your child yeah and girls i think it's even boys can ha- be born with a period like they'll be spotting blood that's what i worried about with my youngest is that because i was so hormonal and just like it was a very rough pregnancy that i was worried that you know i was gonna push that all on her because they typically say if you're high in anxiety, it's because you were born with it because your parents were at that point transferring their emotions to you. Jesus Christ. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, <laughs> thanks. No, just- but thinking about the shit that I went through when I was a kid, it's just like, I do worry that even if I loosen up just a teeny bit, cause I'm a tight knit mom and I could get as much shit as I can for it. But I have high hopes that my kids never go through what I did. Yeah. Well, even like, that was when with them going to that certain daycare dude they were talking about like the weirdest shit on the bus my oldest came home the other day and was asking about the birds and bees just from public schooling like so casually mom what's sex and i'm like huh i'm so awkward and i just say dude that's the birds and the bees Mm -hmm. and we're just not ready for that conversation quite yet it's not like i don't want him to know about it because i also don't want i feel like it's the curious kids that Curiosity killed the cat, right? That's how we always think about it. Sorry, oh, about Bella. Bella. She's Bella. sitting next to me. I'm like, sorry, Bella. She's like, bitch. <laughs> but I mean, that's even with kids. It's like, I think about how curious I got as a kid. And then that's when I got in the most trouble. Dude, I was playing Sims till like three in the morning. Oh, dude, I was. Oh, I was. Woohooing and all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was really doing something when I was woohooing. My parents would be like, my mom would fall asleep at her flower shop. Cause she was dead. She dedicated her heart. Like she put work into that place. And then my dad was working at the mines. Mm-hmm. 
And so like my sister would probably be out partying or she'd be home sometimes and we'd have crazy babysitters and they just did the best they could. Right. Yeah. But we'd end up in certain situations that I just like, I will never get over it. And they still phase me to this day. Yeah. Where someone just kind of took a blind eye and I will never recover from. And I, that's why I cannot let my kids just be watched by anybody. And no one will ever understand that. I'm really picky. Like it's only family for us. I think I've had two high school babysitters and they did great my kids love them Mm -hmm. but it's also hard because it's like that mom guilt Mm -hmm. is i've already taken a break for this month do i want to do it again yeah yeah no it's exactly that like date nights and stuff i think it's so Mm -hmm. important we did we just did a group date night Mm -hmm. like we piggybacked i enjoyed it i Mm -hmm. think we need i thought it was so much fun yeah i think we need to do it again i don't know though we watched guardians and i thought that everybody was gonna die and i was about to be so mad at you we're gonna have to take like a 30 minute break because dude love that i love guardians of the galaxy i I don't know if i exactly like the ending but i was like but how is there so many star wars and not they they end it there that was three i think it was three guardians of the galaxy you know what shit gets to me Hmm. is other moms too Hmm. like the judgment they pass knowing damn well they were in their exact shoes that sucks yeah that's why it's like be humble when i see a mom with a crying infant you know i'm always like you're doing good Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's doing anything but that's the worst part is because my youngest was my hardest you know what it reminds me like breastfeeding when like moms like other moms would stare at me i'd be fully covered when i was trying to breastfeed with my youngest Mm -hmm. and i'd get the hardcore looks i'm like bitch as if you weren't fucking here like I know we're all uncomfortable with breastfeeding still. I'm uncomfortable with it, but I've got to, do you want the screaming baby or do you want me? I'm fully covered. It's not like yeah. I'm whooping out my tit, my titties. <laughs> I was literally covered. And even I had a guy come up to me. She sounds like a breastfed baby. Like, what, what is a fucking breastfed baby? I was like, oh my. I literally, I, that was during one of, that was during one of my oldest, practice like he was in t-ball at the time i think i was at that one and i walked into the car and i was like yes i was like hey give me a second camel beer back it was a hot like ass. how would you feel about that like if someone asked michael that if you were in that situation bro like in that situation of you know it sounds like a breastfed baby or like someone casting looks if she had a breastfeed i think it's always interesting hearing the dad's perspective yeah i i don't get why people have a problem with it i mean like you said, it's not like you're just whipping it out. And I'm not like like what like white t-shirts. I was gonna say wet t-shirt contest. It's more like I have to do it, dude. Yeah, it's natural. I like. I don't even know. It's just guilt, parental guilt. Do you have any final thoughts? Hmm. I just say there shouldn't be any guilt. I mean, whether your mom or dad. You're doing the best you can. I mean, it just comes down to that. Like, who are you? (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Like, obviously, a mom and a dad have totally different responsibilities and outlooks on things. Like, I obviously have guilt when it comes to missing out on the big things. Yeah, no, I just, like, even though I'm missing the the big things as for a day to day, you just gotta push through, do what you can. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just, I just don't think if you're a parent who's trying their best, there shouldn't be any guilt.
like in that video I sent you, it's it's like how you talk about relationships. Like this this girl was talking about how her spouse comes into the door and he's like, I've got 20% to offer you today. Like mm-hmm. I know it's not 100%, but it's 20. And she's like, okay, I will take on the 80. And if they both can't come to 100%, then they sit down and talk about how they can. And, and that's like, I, th- I think the same thing when it comes to parenting is like, you know, you may be giving 80%, but finding that balance, like, you know, when you're fully recovered from working. Yeah, no, having those conversations when you you do find that healthy balance, especially when one's a main sole provider. Yeah. Well, God, we're what? Is it eight year? You're eight together? Married? Yes. Seven and a half right now. Oh. So. Gold star, because... I, I did be bad with my numbers, but we're going on to eight years and 10 years together as a whole. Oh my God. A whole decade. Yeah. yeah. But That's even goals. then, yeah, even then we're still learning to talk to each other. Well, and it's like, I think like that idea of like fighting is not healthy. I feel like you have to fight to get your words out sometimes. And if you're like especially like when you're born into that like where your parents are constantly fighting that's like your way of what you've learned as communication that like i'm very guilty of i get very i've got my dad's temper oh, and my mom's like sassiness like her attitude dude i'm i'm got my dad's temper but then i'm also mean with my words mm-hmm. which oh, I is get, terrible I get real shitty and then i feel bad when the kids see that because you're very calm like it's normally me that i need to walk away and I'm terrible with fighting. Like, you were the calm in the storm. And you're just, like, chilling. And I'm over there being an asshole. Cameron gets really smart with his words. Oh. Like, we, we can be mean to each other. But, like, he comes up with rational, like, explanations. And then, and if anything, that pissed me off even more. To where I'm like, oh, so you expect... Oh, I yelled that. <laughs> I'd be like, you expect me to do the right thing when I'm obviously angry? The fuck do you think I am a perfect human? Well, and, like, get... Yeah, I won't say sorry first, and you're pretty good with, like, hey, I'm sorry. And it's like, don't fucking apologize, because I need to be apologizing. No, usually, usually I, I have to apologize, but I'm usually the asshole in the situation. When I get shitty, then my husband starts to get shitty, which is reasonable. It, you know, it's rationalizing each other, but usually, like, by the end of it, like, we've grown so much in our relationship. I'm very proud of us. Like, usually we have, like, one big fight every three months. I thought you said you ruined so much. Oh, no. We've I grown. was like, why are you proud oh, of that? no. Did I say ruin? I meant grown. I've been grown so much in our relationship. That's good. Well, that, yeah. You know, like, I mean, a big fight every three months. Like, you should have seen us at when we were first starting. And, like, even a big fight for us is not really a big fight. It's just big to us now because we almost don't ever argue. Dude, I think one of our biggest fights is when you would go hang out with friends and not communicate. Mm-hmm. And you, you'd you be like, why? And I'm like, because well, I'm scared you're dead in a road. And you're like, but I'm at my friend's house. And I'm like, but I need that reassurance. Oh, no, I get that. Yeah, and he was like, okay. But he also needs that time, especially like. Oh, absolutely. Between like, we talk about parent guilt. So like, we got to talk about like the time that we need away from our kids. Like with my husband, I think constantly about how it's hard for him because he's constantly working that he's he's not able to live his best life because he's main soul provider and take on that guilty conscience of like am i being enough of a spouse that maybe like that was another reason why i wanted to work part-time he drives a shit box he deserves a truck i'm driving a really nice car around while this man is driving something that like could die off at any point of the day like it's very all gas so it's very questionable yeah and 
but this man, he just does not care about it like that. And I'm sure Brock feels the same way. It's just, they, they, what, what they do is the best that they could do in their head. And that's how Cameron feels. He's like, I don't give a shit. I don't need the truck right now. We'll pay off your car. Then we'll get the truck. But Lord knows the El Gaso is just like, <laughs> yeah. And it's on, it's counting on space. The AC is already going. Dashboard's like a Christmas tree lit up. Oh yeah. We, we had dark years of doing that. I drove. I drove a $1,200 77 Chevy. I remember. Loretta. Loretta. Yeah. <laughs> I love that truck. I love that I wish that I truck. still had it, but. You sold it to get a camper. Yeah. And we have a newer truck now and everything's fine, but it well, all comes in time. Yeah. Well, we, we, that's the thing is we. I get guilty about like, I want it all now because I want my kids to, especially when I was working at the mines. Like I. I put myself in so much debt because I was that typical miner. I went and bought the truck. I went and bought the house. I went and bought everything I could because I was like, this is what my kids need now. When in reality, they were just fine with me being home as much as I could be. And I wish I took that back and never put myself in all that debt because I really had to pay out of it to build up the savings that I have now. Dude, debt is a motherfucker. (laughs) I feel like, like I talked about, you know, I feel like we're so set up for debt nowadays. Oh, well, we're bad because it was like, oh, we... TikTok, I need that brand new body style of Tahoe right now. Yeah, and then I'm sure Brock is like, yeah. I don't know. You <laughs> like the mom rig. I do, but. Um, but then it's lifters were blowing and it was in the shop and it was like, we're paying this much for this shit box. Yeah, no, I do feel like that's one thing that you have to remind yourself. And this is getting off topic, but whatever, we're on it, right? Is. Yeah, we're in our mid-20s, well, late-20s now, but we cannot compare ourselves to people and they're, like, your parents just built a brand new house and two new vehicles. Like, they have set themselves up to that point. Oh, exactly. It's like, everyone always looks at it like the grass is greener on the other side, but what nobody realizes is you're still nourishing your grass and you're still growing and you're still, you could be there. You're just building up to that point. And if you're not quite there yet, well, next season you might be. Yeah. You just got to keep reminding yourself it's not about somebody else's lifestyle that you're trying to get to. It's building up yourself. It's like how we talk about being in the gym. Listen to your body. You may not be where somebody else is at, but they built themselves up like you need to. Yeah. Well, hi. That's... (laughs) Bella. (laughs) Really. But that's one thing that I've also noticed is like you, you do see the girl out there with a nice tone, but small waist and you're like, fuck, dude. I get in there. I know you have to like reel me back in and be like, hey, there is change. You just need to look with, like, my body. Because mm-hmm. that's says that all the time. He watches me try on clothes. I have this thing where, I like, every month I try on clothes that didn't fit me last month. Mm-hmm. Like, last or last month I put on a pair of shorts, and they, like, would not button up. Like, I couldn't even pull them over my legs. Yeah. This month I was able to button them up, but they're tight. Hey. And it's... Cameron was like, hey, they are tight. They are a little tight. But you can button them up without a full-on struggle, like, laying on the bed, you know, yeah. whole situation. He's like, that's progress. Keep yes. that in mind. Well, and that's the thing. Cause even my trainer was like, I was looking at her and I was like, dude, that girl fucking goddess level, like tatted baddie. Love it. Love that for her. And my cousin's like, Michaela, she's got one kid where you've had three and her kids eight, eight, 11. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know the age, but and we have young kids and it really, I mean, 
with mom bods, we always talk about it takes a year of recovery, but in reality, recent studies show it can take up to two to three years for everything really to fall back and really to rebuild yourself. And she's been at the gym for a year and a half where I'm just, what, four months in? So it's like... That's what I'm saying, dude. We're so quick to give up and not look at that. So that's another guilty thing that I have. You end up just hurting yourself like that. You don't pace yourself. You get into unrealistic, you know, standards with yourself and then... And then boom, well, that's you're like, in surgery because you busted your Busted knees your fucking, well, that's like something. the gym lady today was like, you guys want to watch me lift? Just fucking walks over there, lifts 315. 315, nuts. Like nothing. Well, just, that's the, when it comes to today's age, everybody wants it right now, no matter what it is. And I, we all suffer from That's why I was side-eyeing. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, I got, you get a job of the mines. It's like she was saying, you, you want the truck, you want the house, you want the camper, you want the, and you get it all, all right the toys. Now. Yeah, and it builds you, like, you want to have it right now. But then you, like, when you stop and think about it, you're like, man, if I had stayed in Idaho and got a job up there, I wouldn't have a quarter of what we have at mm-hmm. my age. Because this is a great opportunity where we live. Well, is and, it TurboTax where it's like you're making 0.5% of what Americans your age are making? Oh, yeah. Oh, how's that word? Because that was definitely not right. <clears throat> yeah, it just shows you what you make versus the annual yeah, year age. Like, yeah, and it's like. We make great money, but we set ourselves up. Like I said, this day and age, like we talked about last episode, the average house goes for about 400000 Mm-hmm. Really, we're talking like I bought my first house when I was twenty years old. Totally. And you guys did too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're right behind my street. <laughs> I know. And I bought the house for two hundred and thirty thousand, mm-hmm. and could have sold it for three hundred thousand. I think I did high two hundreds, and I made a profit. Yeah. As soon as we bought a house, it was three hundred thousand or three hundred thousand dollars. And now looking at houses, it's a hundred thousand dollars more now, and that was just within a year. Like society has set us so much up for debt that it's it you have to work more, and that goes along with guilt. Like I was talking about minors' deaths. Yeah, the deaths are going up because everyone's working more, and no one's working, you know, fit for duty. Yeah, we're working because we have to, because oh, we're yeah. so set up for this. Oh, dude, that's like I feel like a hundred dollar groceries now from what it used to be is not even close. Yeah. Well, like, as a spouse, like, I go and buy groceries, and I'm like, fuck, I bought, you know, $100 more than I typically spend on groceries. Now my husband's going to feel the need to work a day of overtime. Well, and we're trying to eat cleaner, and that's super expensive, especially because I have that celiacs. So it's like, I got to spend more money on pastas, and that is a pain in the ass. It just gets hard. It's like that... It's just a parent guilt situation, because, I mean, Brock, you feel the need to work overtime, I'm sure. You guys Mm. buy something new, and you're like... Fuck, I gotta work. Cause that's how I felt. I'd work every seventh day when they'd offer it. Dude, we went to Disneyland, and that was insane. I feel like when you, well, yeah, but in those situations too, you don't want to just go to Disneyland and and go partial. No, you don't want to go balls the walls. You want to go balls the walls. Like that's what me and Cameron are setting ourselves up for. Like, cause everyone keeps asking. You guys keep talking about Disneyland. Where are you gonna go? When we can just go full on. I'm going to buy 20 churros that day. Yeah. Well, that's another thing is we were very... (laughs) Brock's like, those churros are good. Dude, every stall we hit, Brock was like, churro. They had a a peach cobbler churro. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling me about that. Dude, that was my favorite. 
But I'm not very much into sweets anymore. I try not to be. But we were very fortunate. Because at the outside, on social media, it looked like we just dropped a bunch of money on this trip. But we were very fortunate because my grandmother did foot the bill for our Airbnb. Airbnb. We just realistically had... And she bought the tickets. We just had to buy um, food. Some food. And even then, we just paid for one night. Did we pay for one night? I don't remember. I can't remember. We were very fortunate. But that's the thing. On the outside, it looks like we went balls to the wall. And it's not. So it's like... Yet nobody understands that. Yeah, on social media. I don't want to just take a simple trip. I mean, like, here's the thing that we also get ourselves stuck into. is like building up a savings but not living the best life every day. It's not feasible anymore. You have to set yourself up to live the best life. Mm -hmm. And so in those situations, I don't want to just take a trip to Salt Lake for the day and be like, yeah, cool. We went to Salt Lake and went to the mall and probably hit up a aquarium or or went to like maybe Lagoon if the weather was right, whatever the case is. I want to do more. So it's like setting ourselves up for like big trips like that. But anymore, it's like, it's not feasible. You're, no, You could fair. easily spend $3,000 just on setting up a trip for a whole family. And that doesn't include all the activities aftermath. I will say cruises are the way to go. I love cruises. Oh, but dude. I got seasick super bad. You're and, on the wrong waters. And my oldest, when we took him on a cruise, he got viral pneumonia. Oh, <laughs> And he was sick for like three months. Dude, our childhood traumas. We left our oldest outside of an elevator. I would. Oh, oh, I was about to say I would too. And I was like, no, I wouldn't. No, don't do that. She still remembers it. Like anytime we get in an elevator, she's like close by. I'm like, well. PTSD is not that bad, girl. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you should have seen what I went through. Yeah. We went off the floor and ran down. I came running. <laughs> Yeah, we all got in the elevator, and then she was messing with some lion statue in the hallway. And then as the doors were closed, and we heard her yell, no, she was running to the door, and it closed. But I will say, the cleaning ladies were so quick to stand with her. Yeah. We're very fortunate. But Deuces. Yeah. Pace. Dude, but we went on a, where you could just, your food was paid for. Mm-hmm. Oh, all-inclusive? Oh, yeah. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. You you set yourself up for a trip of all-inclusive, which is great, but not always is that like all your activities fit in with it as much as you think everything's paid for. That's still about $3,000 for a family of four. Yeah. Plus airfare. Come on. And then you're not including like rentals. I mean, there's so much more included in that. It's, it's just hard to live your best life and set yourself up for the, cause you don't want to retire with no money either. That's a, that's one thing that I've seen people do. Our age is like, not our age. I feel like our age, you're buying a house. Go ahead, get it out of your retirement. But when you're like fucking cashing out your four hundred one k, forty eight fifty, yeah, red flag. Yeah, because you're just paying yourself back. When my grandpa passed away, and he was in his late fifties, mm-hmm. was he that young? Yeah, he wow. had a good amount in his retirement, and that's what I'm trying to be. See, and I had a coworker that. Literally died the day the day after he retired. Oh fuck! And he was planning a big trip with his wife, and they they were building up the savings just to go travel for the next six months. And he literally died the day after he retired. That's why I try to find a balance. Like you do need to save for the future, but tomorrow could be the end of it. 
See, so I you think, gotta enjoy what you can now, just, but still save for the Yeah, it fucking sucks because you gotta find that right because needed. it's hard because my husband is a big financial aid and he's big on like we need a savings, we need to do it. And he's honestly right. He's been very flexible with me because I'm a very big I live by like on the fly. Dude, I'm the same way if I'm coasting. Because people I'm, be like I'm living today. Oh, yeah. When I was working, I would always go to Starbucks. And oh, I was like, yeah. I'm fucking dropping money on a five dollar coffee, but you don't know what that $5 coffee does for me. <laughs> Dude, I bought a coffee every day when I lived, or when I worked at the mines. Uh-huh. I'd buy a coffee every day before work. Or like an energy drink and a pack of cigarettes. Not every day. Not a pack of cigarettes. I was like, God damn. I, 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 I only smoked at work. That's a crazy thing. I never smoked outside of work unless I was drinking when I did smoke. Me. But like I survived on nicotine and caffeine. Yeah, and so it was like stupid shit like that. I don't. I'd get my Starbucks order ready, and then I'd hit up the gas station, grab an energy drink, and some cigarettes yeah. if I was out. Which I like. I, I was a social smoker, so I'd only smoke like maybe two cigarettes a shift, which is still nuts to me. But or if I was bored, maybe even more. Yeah, you know. But at that point, just that shit adds up. Five buck or five dollar coffee with the pastry, which is probably another five bucks, and then cigarettes, which is like ten bucks, depending on what you're buying. And it's like. When me and my husband got together, mm-hmm. realizing how much I was spent, because he's like, coffee every day? Dude. Yeah. And like, we we did the math and he's like, you could have put this much aside. I hate that. And I was like, fuck. Oh, well, I'll try to go once a week. And that's what I've been doing. I only go like once a week, if that. I've been pretty good. My yeah. oldest, though, not actually if I look at, I've replaced it. My soda, my sodies. <laughs> My soda addiction though was bad, and my oldest was like, "How much is one of those?" (laughs) Oh, it's like a dollar ninety nine. Is it? Yeah. Luckily. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways, luckily, I don't. I'm not like I've never been a big soda fan. I don't know what it is though. Coffee, and it's like it has to be made. If I make it, it just never tastes that good. Why Uh is that? I don't know, but yeah, I feel like you haven't weighed in. For what? You're just here from where else? I'm just listening. Yeah, no, you do great work. Broccoli. Broccoli. As do you. It's all part of the the teamwork to make the dream work. (laughs) Make the Siemens work. (laughs) Make the Siemens work? (laughs) I had to throw in something. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you're flannel-wearing, Waylon Jennings-tatted minor yep pretty serious bronco bronco (laughs) and a bronco (laughs) but anyways thanks for tuning in i'm repeating myself a thousand times but like us review us please nothing less than five okay go to our instagram bye guys Thank you.